anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, where they play uplifting music to get you through the day. You can find it on Live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you are having a blessed day. Today, we're going to learn about the traditions of Halloween. Where did these traditions originate? And are they as innocent as we believe they are? Or is there something sinister hiding behind them? Let's start with trick or treat. This pagan practice is over 2,000 years old. People would put outside their home sweets, the best mutton legs, vegetables, eggs, and poultry, honey, and even wine, so the wandering evil spirits would consume them on their way back to the netherworld. They feared if they didn't treat the evil spirits that came to the door, they would trick you by putting a curse on your home. In Ireland, the potato famine in 1840 brought thousands of immigrants from the Emerald Isle. With them came goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, bonfires, apples, nuts, and pranks. The Irish are also responsible for bringing trick-or-treating to great popularity in America. In Ireland on October 31st, peasants went from house to house to receive offerings to their druid god, Makala. This procession stopped at each house to tell the farmer his prosperity was due to the benevolence of Makala, or else misfortune might befall the farmer and his crops. Few farmers risked any such displeasure of the pagan deity, so the procession returned home with eggs, butter, potatoes, and in some cases, coins. To the Irish farmers, this was no joke. They greatly feared the Celtic god might destroy their homes and barns. Trick-or-treat is part of this pagan heritage. Witches. The stereotypical image of the haggard witch with a pointy black hat and a warty nose stirring a magical potion in her cauldron actually stems from a pagan goddess known as the crone who was honored during Samhain. The crone was also known as the Old One and the Earth Mother, who symbolized wisdom, change, and the turning of the seasons. Today, the kind, all-knowing old crone has morphed into the menacing, cackling witch. The Cauldron The pagan Celts believed that after death, all souls went into the crone's cauldron. 
which symbolized the Earth Mother's wound. There, the souls awaited reincarnation, as the goddesses stirring allowed for new souls to enter the cauldron and old souls to be reborn. Today, many witches consider themselves healers and use it to create remedies as well as for casting spells and other magic. Scary Costumes People would also take burning wisps from the bonfire and wave them around to frighten the many evil spirits roaming the earth. In case the burning wisp alone would not work, revelers clothed themselves in the most hideous and terrifying costumes. It was believed that if you dressed in these costumes and went out among the spirits, they would think you were one of them and leave you alone. Bonfires Satan's obsession with fire has produced human obsession with building huge bonfires. These bonfires were practical in order to provide the means by which the priest sacrificed the human and animal sacrifices so crucial to Halloween. When the last fires died out, people would race each other down a hill shouting, The devil gets the last one down! Snap Apple Night or Bobbing for Apples At Halloween parties, people bobbed for apples in tubs of water. If a boy came up with an apple between his teeth, he was assured of the love of his girl. Each boy, in his turn, would spring up to attempt to bite an apple that was being twirled on the end of a stick. The first boy to succeed would be the first to marry. Apple seeds were also used to tell fortunes. Peeling an apple in one long piece was supposed to tell a young girl about her future. The girl would swing the apple peel three times around her head, then throw it over her left shoulder. If the peeling fell unbroken, the girl would examine the shape into which it fell to see if she could ascertain the initials of her future husband. Witches' Familiar Spirits Owls, bats, cats, and toads are all an essential part of Halloween since they are known as the witches' familiars. A divining familiar was the species of an animal whose shape Satan would assume to aid the witch in divining the future. A witch would closely watch the animal's movements, whether slow or fast, and she would see the direction in which the animal moved and the kinds of sounds it made in order to foretell the length of life and or an impending illness. Other familiar spirit shapes included hens, geese, small dogs, rats, butterflies, wasps, crickets, and snails. Witches considered these creatures to be demon-possessed and controlled. If you look closely at most Halloween decorations, you'll see these animals, but now you know they represent demon-possessed creatures. Jack-o'-lantern Various names for jack-o'-lantern were Lantern Men, Hobblanger, and Will-o'-the-Wisp. The lantern men got their name from pale, eerie lights that appeared over bogs and marshes in England. 
These ghostly lights, which bobbed along like a lantern in someone's hand, were called corpse candles. Candles were said to be signals from the souls of men lost at sea. Celts often hollowed out a turnip and carved a grotesque face on it to fool demons. They carried such lanterns to light their way in the dark and to ward off evil spirits. While the turnip continues to be popular in Europe, the pumpkin has replaced it in America. Jack is the nickname for John, which is a common slang word meaning man. Jack-o'-lanterns literally means man with a lantern. Now the Druids originated the practice of hollowing out the jack-o'-lanterns and filling them with human fat. Whenever a raiding party came to a home to demand of the husband that someone inside be surrendered as a human sacrifice, they would light a jack-o'-lantern filled with human fat. If the husband relented and provided one of his loved ones as a sacrifice, the Druid party would leave jack-o'-lantern on the porch. This lantern would tell the other raiding parties and the demonic host that this party had surrendered a human for sacrifice and that the remaining people inside were to be left alone, guaranteeing that no one else in the house would be killed that night, and that was considered the treat. If the husband refused to surrender one of his loved ones, a trick would be placed upon the house. The members of the raiding party would draw a large hexagram using human blood on the front door. They got the blood for the hexagram from a dead body they dragged around with them using a cable toe. The demonic host would be attracted to this hexagram and would invade the house causing one or more of the inhabitants to either go insane or die from fright. Now that you understand what these meanings are, you must ask yourself, is this really what I want my children partaking in? Remember in the last episode that the religion that worships Satan enjoys seeing people that are normally disgusted by the occult? celebrating their god Satan, even if for only one night. It gives them the feeling that it's okay for them to worship Satan, and anyone who talks against it is a hypocrite if they are participants of Halloween. In our next episode, we will go over the forbidden practices of Halloween and see just what the Bible says about it. Thank you for listening. And God bless. Be sure to check out our show notes below where you can donate to support us, check our references, or see what else we offer. Thank you for listening. And God bless.